Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome slash welcome back. <laughs> this is Words That Move Me. I am Dana, and I am so glad you're here, and I am so glad that you care about words and movement, because same, so do I. Uh, and also, so does this week's guest. My guest today is Tuggie Barcelo. Tuggie as in boogie, as in Teresa. Teresa Tuggie Barcelo, and she is sharing a very special story about her relationship to words um, right at the top of this episode, which I think sets us off very nicely. Um, oh, speaking of words, though, there is a, a, a splash of adult language in this episode, so if you have little ones around you, you might want to pop in your old earbuds or um, or slap on the old headphones. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> pop in and slap in, pop in, slap on. Uh, these actually are, are really great descriptors <laughs> as a segue into this episode, I think. Um, because if if this episode were a song, it would definitely slap. <laughs> It would it would slap in a very subtle way, a very a gentle banger, if you will. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, if this episode were a dancer, it would pop because Tuggie. Duh. We'll get into the popping part a little more in part two. Oh, did I tell you this is a two-parter? This is a two-parter. This week. Tuggy and I are digging into metanoia, which means profound transformation. It is the title of her new work honoring the 10-year anniversary of her mother's passing. Uh, we also discuss her new app, which is in development, and her ideas about the difference between choreography, movement direction, and movement coaching. Uh, she she works with some of the brightest and best of our time, and she wears all three of those hats often. So I am thrilled for you to hear what she has to say. I'm thrilled for you to hear all of it. Um, again, this is part one of a two-part episode, but this is actually the kind of the second half of our conversation um, that I'm sharing with you first. So wrap your head around that. <laughs> we spoke for two hours. <laughs> this is the second part of that conversation, but I'm sharing it with you first because I want you to have enough heads up to get yourself a ticket to Tuggy's show, Metanoia, June 23rd through June 26th at the Odyssey Theater here in Los Angeles. So much good. Um, can't wait for you to hear about it, of course, but first we're starting with wins. Um, I am celebrating right now a very steep learning curve in preparation for the first annual, the first ever, 
Words That Move Me, Screening, and Fundraiser. Holy smokes, y'all. I don't know if you are caught up on the podcast, but we recently received fiscal sponsorship through the Dance Resource Center, and we're celebrating that with a big old fundraiser and screening event. Um, And y'all, today, because the event hasn't happened yet, which I'm sure will be next week's win, um, I'm, I'm... celebrating how much I'm learning about bit rates, (laughs) theater specs, and DCPs, aka digital cinema packages, aka didn't calculate the price of that into my budget for the event. But again, I'm learning. I'm here for it. More on that next week. I'm sure I'll be celebrating a successful event, but for now, it is the learning. I'm celebrating. Uh, that is me. Now you go. What's going well in your world? Hit me. All right, my friend. Congratulations. Imagine me giving you a big old squeeze. I'm proud of you. You're doing it. Keep doing it. All right, now let's do it. (laughs) Time to get into it with Toogie. You are about to learn all about the ingredients that make Toogie's work so tasty and that make her so damn saucy. Um, So plate up, my friend, and enjoy this conversation with Toogie Barcelo. Toogie. Welcome to Words That Move Me. This is long overdue. I I adore you. I am thrilled that you are here. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dana. I love you as well. Oh, and my I'm very excited. Words, uh, words that move me. Yeah. Words, words in general are a oh. new, a new venture or a new-ish venture for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I relied heavily on dance my entire life to communicate and to process. Uh, uh, and when I was about 29, mm-hmm. uh, I th- I went through a breakup and the boyfriend I was breaking up with was like, uh, you're so pleasant and wonderful and I love you. But you don't talk. Wow. And I was, and uh, he was just like, "Are you aware? Are you aware that you don't, you don't tell me when, you don't tell me when you don't like something. You don't tell me when, when you, you do, do like, like something." something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and I just, and uh, my mom had just passed uh, in that in that same year, and I it was just like a really big. Uh, moment of just like oh wow I, I I don't I guess I don't I guess uh yeah I guess I should try to figure that out I could try I could try <laughs> that I'm open to becoming a person who talks more I mean is it about mm-hmm. communicating more really or is it communicating specifically or I mean since starting a podcast for me, 
I certainly am talking more, but I'm also understanding more. You know, when mm -hmm. I, when it was kind of a coincidental timing thing, the pandemic plus podcast for me actually started before mm -hmm. the lockdown happened. But man, no better way to get to know thyself than talking to yourself alone in a room at least once a week for hours and then listening to it. Mm. And it's been a, also a very, a very moving process, a very important part of me uh, over the last couple of years. So I'm very glad to hear that words are also important to you. They matter, my friend. Man, if, if there's one yeah. thing I've learned from the pod, it is that they matter. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're gifted these voices just uh, learning, learning how to use them as a tool of expression mm -hmm. is, is just special and important because That's most so people important. don't speak dance. Mm. Let's talk about that, that multilingual part that we get to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, although before we do that, I will back us tracks a little bit. <laughs> um, it is customary on the podcast, although not the favorite part for most of my guests, that you introduce yourself. Um, so I'll yield the floor. You can tell us anything you want us to know about you. It can be bio-related or not, um, but I'm, I, I'm so excited for people to get to know you, um, and I'm curious to hear how you'd introduce yourself. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I am... Fully, Teresa Maria Barcelo, a.k.a. Tuggy, mm. uh, lover of wiggles uh, and living things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that sums it up. I mean, mm. born and raised from uh, born and raised in Miami raised by a Cuban and a Spaniard and uh, a bunch of other amazing people. Mm -hmm. uh, pookie, pookie, crazy, awesome, talented people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like this recipe. This is sounding yeah. rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like that, in, in short, it's a good, good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am a big fan of your work, and I'm a big fan of your way. Uh, anytime I encounter you, it's uh, it feels like a relaxation station. Checking mm -hmm. in with you is calming, and um, I already feel that the essence of that, the birds chirping, set us off so strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, here's where we might begin. I definitely want to make space and yield the floor for you to talk about the work that you're creating right now, a personal project. Um, I would love to hear everything you're able or willing to share about it, what you're most excited for, what you're learning from it right now. I mean, like, give me the download. Mm. Okay, so this piece is titled Metanoia. The definition of metanoia is a transformation, a, a profound transformation. Um, this piece has been marinating for, uh, 
for 10 years. Um, this year marks the 10 year anniversary of my mother passing. And when she passed, I said to myself, uh, I need, I need to, I need to create a piece about my mother. I need to create, I need to honor my mother in the best way I know how, which is through, through performance, through dance, uh, mm. through movement, through creativity. Um, uh, and, um, that it was just something that I knew that I needed to do. Um, quick shout out to Michelle Murray, my high school dance mother, um, who, uh, who taught me that art is a space for healing. Art is a space for processing grief. Art is a space for transformation, um, digestion, transmuting, like, uh, through her work because uh, she I specifically remember this piece titled Journey On that she choreographed on us that was about uh, a dear friend of hers that had passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And so in that in that experience I I downloaded that like, oh, okay, this tool that I'm that I'm learning is uh, going to is going to like really be invaluable in my life um Mm -hmm. it's gonna give me give me a place to to process my life Mm -hmm. um and so yeah uh fast forward um years kind of chunks of my my time in LA workshopping basically this this work is kind of like an accumulation of all of 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 these tiny little little worlds that I've created in the past 10 years like my my delving into and my admiration for dinosaurs and like where where that comes from why like dinosaurs to me represent the the fickleness of life like you are here one moment and in the blink of an eye you are extinct. You are no longer in physical form. Mm. Um, uh, and that really, you know, like showed up for me in the experience with losing, uh, losing all of my parents. My, my dad passed away two years before my mom passed. Mm. My mom passed. Then two months later, my sort of second mom passed. So it, it really, uh, it really made me appreciate, uh, all, all, all of this loss really gave me such a, a beautiful appreciation for life and, um, and really inspired me to, uh, just like live fully and live in my truth and be honest and be transparent and love on people and touch Mm -hmm. people and, Mm -hmm uh and like look at all of the beautiful i mean it all ties in because like sight work is also so much a spiritual practice for me of like look around you and look at the in the moment in the space yeah Yeah, look at the magic look at this matter 
that is made up of the same stardust that you are made up of, but is somehow solid form and you get to interact with it and you get to dance with it. And most people might look at something and be like, oh, that's an inanimate object. But really, if you zoom in, it's just a bunch of vibrating, buzzing atoms. You know, it's like losing, losing uh, these important people in my life really kind of peeled back this this fog mm. uh, and gave me so much clarity and gave me like new perspective on on uh, on on life and really you know like the day after my mom passed the colors in the trees it was like during fall in Atlanta mm-hmm and the colors of like the oranges and the reds and the like the the color of life just like got bumped up i just was like i could feel i could feel my mother in the color of the trees i could just like feel that magical presence in the ether like it obviously was uh hard mm-hmm. Uh, you know yeah you weren't um, having you weren't having this um joyful psychedelic trip that was like (laughs) life is good nice yeah yeah totally but it sounds like I was on mushrooms but mm -hmm. I was just grieving um Mm -hmm. and uh through uh, grieving with informed by art right like how lucky am I and also grieving informed by meditation, um, which is something we haven't talked about yet, but is such a huge factor in who I am, how I create, how I see the world, who I am um, as a as a leader, um, who I am as a as a friend, as a lover, as all you know, just as a human being existing uh-huh. on Earth. It's foundational. It's it's part of your structure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, really has been such a a vital tool in my life um yeah so metanoia is it's like an ode to my parents my parents were amazing I don't think I I mentioned it yet but my my mother was an incredible dancer but my dad was also an incredible uh entertainer is a proper title for him of the like golden era of Cuban entertainment Mm -hmm. singer musician actor dancer comedian right uh like uh like the the glue that holds the show together I mean basically Ricky Ricardo like that's what kind of what where that's where my (laughs) mind went yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) um uh so and even though my dad wasn't my you know, my my siblings would all agree he wasn't the best dad. He wasn't around that much. He was he wasn't you know he wasn't the, the best husband he uh, to either of the wives. Um, he wasn't a great a great dad, but he did pass down some gems. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. The ingredients that he contributed were just like real spicy, real savory, real good. Uh, mm. So really, really grateful, grateful for him. Definitely musicality, definitely sense of humor. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's all all that guy. Um, <laughs> but 
so there's all these stories. My dad was very old when I was conceived. I was like a surprise child. Mm. Uh, mm. I was expected to be a boy and have Down syndrome. Um, surprise! Wow. I uh, am, I don't have either. I don't have either of those things. <laughs> but super Um, duper funky though (laughs) did did the doctors predict that yes (laughs) super funky this one's gonna be able to get down uh yeah Mm -hmm. you see the way she just slipped out of the womb uh yeah already Uh, already like already stepping mm -hmm. i can imagine i was caught i was caught like a like a football i i like projected out of the womb um and and like the the way that my mother would would recall it was like she's telling the nurse like the baby's coming the baby's coming like right now and the nurse was like looking she's like no you're still not dilated Uh Uh and as my mom is like looking out the doorway with like the widest eyes ever she's like dong julio which was the doctor's name Uh uh he comes running in and catches me like a football projecting out of my mother (laughs) not only exquisite speed but also timing like and your mom is orchestrating the room making sure the right people are in the right places she is Mm -hmm, calling mm -hmm. the show i love it yes oh my gosh tiggy uh okay so so the show is is honoring both parents yes and honoring both parents and life and um these sort of like remixed imagined memories where like I wasn't around mm. but uh I won't give away too much yeah, yeah um but there are are a couple scenes in the show where there there it's just like things that I didn't witness you know uh, like uh-huh. that I but I heard these stories my whole life from my older siblings mm-hmm. um that are much older than me mm-hmm. and I have these like imagined things that I'm now manifesting and putting onto a stage with dancers, which is like pretty amazing. Um, and then uh, and also to like talk about where the title comes from, um, mm-hmm. Metanoia transformation. Uh, that's, that what, that's what happens. That's what happened to me mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I lost my mom, uh, I needed to look at myself. I needed Mm -hmm. to look at myself. I needed to look at myself and assess what are the things I inherited that serve me? Mm. What are the things that I inherited that do not serve me and that will lead me down the same path uh, of depression and disease, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really, you know saw I see still I'm so much my mother like mm-hmm. I look like her I move like her I, I'm a little carbon copy you of her samesies uh, but um, yeah my so, mother <laughs> not of your mother um <laughs> yeah and it can be my mom just turned 70 I did a whole podcast episode about it I'll link to it but like man it feels I feel like very faced with my own mortality watching her age because we mm-hmm. look alike, we sound the same, mm-hmm. we laugh the same. Are, are mm-hmm. The things that I don't like about me, I don't like about her. The things yeah. that I like about her, I like. Are the things that I like about me are the things I like about her and watching them yeah. change and 
and get brittle and oh my god break mm-hmm. my fucking heart so yeah. Yeah, i can only imagine this the the you taking stock in that moment and continuing to take stock every day since then mm-hmm. um and because it sounds like you are an ingredient master i i cannot wait to see taste witness the ingredients that you put into this show and i know mm-hmm. the talent the dancers that will be up there out there exercising these ideas and these values i'm so glad i got my ticket weeks ago um i will link to um i will link to tickets and you're also doing a a gofundme for the show is it, am i tripping yes you are not tripping i okay. need help i want to pay my dancers dancers alliance rates yes we want that we all want that yes yeah i think it's important that when we are creating our personal work our passion projects um that we at least try that we at least try to raise funds instead of write it write it off as a passion project and say like sorry it's not going to happen which happens a lot yeah it happens a lot lot. I do so many free things because Mm -hmm. I because I want to and Mm -hmm. and I and I will continue to do things for free that I that pay me in a different way Mm -hmm. that is not money um but there's so there I feel like there's so much momentum right now Mm -hmm. In, in the direction of like, yes, we need to pay dancers. We need to mm-hmm. pay choreographers. Huge momentum, big change. Honor, honor artists and, and the amount of work um, that we put in and the amount of skill that we have and the, and the, the, the plethora of, of things that we bring to the table in our, in our collaborations. Um, uh, yeah, so I... Am raising funds so that I can not only my dancers but costume designer, mm-hmm. lighting designer, mm-hmm. production designer, composer. It's an original score by uh, Joe Barry that is absolutely stunning. Can't wait. Um, and uh, yes, so if anyone that's listening would ever consider paying for my matcha. At the coffee shop. Yes. Please, right now, or when this is over, go to the Give the Give Butter campaign. So it's not a go for your Give butter. Give butter. Give butter. We will link to it in the show notes of this episode. I will put this link everywhere. Thank you so much. Yes. Because we've got a ways we've got a we've got about three weeks left till first show day and we are nowhere near our goal, and these dancers, Dana, like you said, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. The some of the most incredible artists yes. in LA, humans. in the world, um, amazing human beings. And in casting this, I will say all of these people have been shoulders for me to cry on mm-hmm. ears minds mm-hmm. to exchange with all through the past decade mm-hmm. at some point or another these people have come into my life and offered me really really beautiful good good friendship mm-hmm. like really r- real friendship honesty 
generosity. And so I, you know, they're taking on this really, uh, like big. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an emotional task cross yeah. to bear and, yeah, and they're doing some is. heavy lifting. And yeah. They, that's a great way to put it. They're doing some heavy lifting and they're doing it gracefully and beautifully and generously. Mm -hmm. As, um, as, as you are leading them gracefully, generously and, and beautifully. Um, yeah. And, and I do want to say, uh, because I think this is also important to be transparency, uh, to have transparency about, um, what people are bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. All of the dancers are collaborators in the show. Mm -hmm. I when I choreograph when I when I create it is a collaborative process. I am working with um the the you know what's in front of me. The minds, the and material, the Yeah, the, the material, the bodies, the minds, the energies. Mm -hmm. So the all of these all of these pieces are um these dancers are not just they're not just doing the core de ballet. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 They're not just doing the moves that I made up at home and went to rehearsal and, and slapped onto their this bodies. Is not that. Yeah. These people are in the creative process with me in the deep conversations it, in the, you know, like they're, they're very much, um, they, what, what do I want to say? They're they're taking up creative real estate. They mm -hmm. are they're mm -hmm. the, there's they're yes, the show is a, a um you know a bit of a biographical autobiographical situation, but they are very much also pulling from their personal experience and their creativity and um because yeah, this is the way that I work and I these collaborators are just uh brilliant brilliant creatives mm. brilliant humans mm. and um and i want to and i i want to pay them yeah decently mm. so please help me we will help you <laughs> i have a solid community of listeners out there i know that their values are in alignment with <laughs> with yours the way you're speaking about the work and the people creating it um and i I, I know will show up for you. I am showing up for you. you so I'm much. so excited to be sharing this. Cannot wait to witness. And mm -hmm. um, I know that this is not the only exciting thing happening in your world. Um, you mentioned last time we talked that you are preparing to launch an app. And you have piqued my interest and curiosity. So tell mm -hmm. me what you can tell me. I know that we probably, if it's a proprietary situation, probably not everything. How far out is this? What do you, what do you, what do you aim to do with this? My, uh, I'll start with the last question. Okay. What do I aim to do with this? My goal, my goal is to help people access tools to, uh, access tools to improve their health, mm. their mental health, mm. their physical health, um, so, uh, their spiritual health, it, it's basically, so the app in a nutshell, I'm offering three things. I'm offering breath work, mm. meditation, and guided movement. Nice. Uh, this is a, this is a, 
a golden trio, a beautiful trifecta when paired all three of those things. Yeah. Wow. Breath and meditation um, were introduced to me as part of the creative process by uh, one of my mentors, Teo Castellanos, um, and uh, which he's a Zen practitioner. Mm -hmm. And when I was in his company in Miami, uh, the company name is Deep Projects. Uh, we started every rehearsal with 40 minutes of seated meditation. Wow. Well, first we would clean the space. Um, we would uh, mop. Oh, I love starting clean versus cleaning after after the studio is closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a concept. Cleansing, <laughs> cleansing the space. Yeah, to create it. From, from a yeah, cleaning clean, it before. From a clean, mm-hmm. from literally a clean, slate. clean slate. Yeah. And then 40 minutes of seated meditation. Uh, This is Zen meditation. So no guidance, Mm. just silence. Sit down, breathe, observe your thoughts. And is the focus a clear mind or an observed mind? An observed mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An observed mind practicing non-attachment. Mm-hmm. So observing thoughts as clouds, mm. they're just passing. I'm not, I'm A, not getting involved in the thought, and B, I'm not judging the thought. Uh-huh. Every time there is a thought, I let it go and bring my awareness back to my breath. Um, uh, and that's specifically Zen, the, the kind of Zen meditation that we, that we were practicing mm-hmm. in the app um, I, you know, Zen was like my gateway, Mm. my gateway meditation. Um, then I became just like, Whoa, this meditation, this is cool. How many different kinds are there? I want to do the same way dance. You know, I wasn't like, Oh, there's this one, one that I want to be really good at. I'm like, I want all of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to know everything that I can possibly learn about this. Uh, so I went on my journey, uh, you know, just checking out all the different kinds of meditation. So the app will have a variety of meditation styles um, and modalities in it. And then my study of meditation and meditation practice brought me to breath work, mm-hmm. um, which I sort of approached in the same way of like, oh, here's this one kind of breath work. Well, how many different kinds of breath work are there? I want to learn all of them. Oh my gosh, um, Shiki, you have you've been doing all of the deep dives. Deep dive. Ooh, and especially the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, prime for uh, deep diving. Time prime time for deep diving. Mm-hmm. Really really dove de- even deeper cuz I already was the seeds were had already been planted. My interest in neuroscience, my interest in neurobiology, mm-hmm. my interest in just the mechanics of how the human body functions. Um, uh, And I really, really loved the agency and, and that, that I felt with through breath work. Mm. I mean, meditation was great to really get to know myself, Mm -hmm. to really observe like, what are my thoughts? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also self acceptance of like, Oh, these are my thoughts whatever mm-hmm. that that my thoughts are not who i am yes um if i if i have a weird thought 
doesn't whatever, make me weird you know? or bad doesn't or make broken me weird or bad or exactly mm-hmm. exactly um and then breath work when i started practicing breath work and feeling the transformative effects immediately like just right away i was like this is such a easy powerful tool huh. to kind of have i feel like i have like a a control center for my nervous system well you know yes. when you understand the way that your breath and your heart and your nervous system all communicate with each other to and inform your experience of the world mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah to assess like safety to assess like threat level to assess like just uh, yeah your your world and how how you exist in it mm. um you know, there's breath work. Like, I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't need to take melatonin anymore. I don't have insomnia anymore. I don't have a really hard time getting out of bed anymore. Uh, I, I through breath work, have learned to really just, like, alter my state. Whether that be, like, stimulate or calm, endure. Or, or balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, endure like all, yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Um yeah, uh and then the third element is that I want to offer in the app is is like for all of the people that that aren't in LA that can't come to my class or that aren't dancers that don't get to come to Wiggle Room mm-hmm. um uh or get to work with me uh in other creative contexts and experience um the my my process they have access to those things so i've i've been i have had several many people reach out to me and uh especially during during the pandemic mm-hmm. during lockdown i like did a couple of guided improvisation mm-hmm. slash meditation things on ig mm-hmm. And I have people coming up to me still being like, I still do those. And I'm like, what? Really? Oh, wow. So there's. Oh, yeah. There's a market. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's space and demand and desire. Yes. For, for this kind of guidance where you don't need to be a dancer. Right. You just need to uh, be um willing willing yes. to listen willing to observe yourself mm. and move your body and practice not judging yourself and just move your body for the the sake of like moving energy around mm. getting stagnant energy to like you know shake up and release and digest and just like uh getting to know your your body in that way uh, uh through moving it and through feeling it and through listening to it yeah, yeah, yeah. um and also i love that like meditation was the gateway to breath work mm-hmm. and then for a lot of people breath work is a gateway to dance yes to movement because when you say dance people some people freak out totally like i can't dance i have two left feet oh my god blah, 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 blah. right we talked and... also about the 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 trope of the choreographer being this like dictator, this antagonist that's and and a dance classroom being a um a place where you might get slapped with a stick or have to do it by yourself or be you know be punished for being wrong like that idea definitely yeah. 
definitely penetrated our culture. Like, I don't know if you've seen Sing 2. I talk about it a lot. It's a great movie. But the, mm-hmm. like, the, oh, so the antagonist of the film is the wolf, the billionaire guy. But, like, the second bad guy in the movie is the choreographer. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, that's where people get it. It's all over the place. This idea that dance is yeah. scary and hard and that choreographers are mean. Anyways. I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, people no, no. people, people can get into it, as you also mentioned before, like through the Jedi way, which is like, actually, movement is human. If you're walking, yeah. if you're twisting, if you're shifting your weight from right to left, if you're wiggling to put your skinny jeans on, if you're bobbing your head to music, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might not be doing choreography, but that's like... Yeah, the, that's but the, that's not the same thing. It's the side Dan. door. You're right. You no, that's not. Yeah. it's not the same thing. And that's one thing you do so well. And the wiggle room is this is what you call your class, and mm-hmm. it is not about choreography. It's not about eight counts. I've I've I think I've only wiggled once with you, and it was at ML, and I will so fondly remember that space and how special you helped to make it. It was a really really awesome space that you fostered in there um but yeah it's not to do at all with choreography but entirely to do with movement human movement I I think it's I think to be able to gift that to people if if I could have that in my pocket I would I I mean come on that's what a gift Togi in your pocket yes is that what you're calling it are you allowed to tell me what you're calling it? <laughs> I'm I'm calling the app Togi. Yeah, Just, good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do people often raising my hand? Do people often mess it up and say Togi? I said Togi for a long time. That's what I thought it was. Is it like Togi, like uh, boogie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but honestly, I don't. It doesn't feel like a mess up. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not. It's a I tomato. Don't have tomato. Any, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any attachment to an, a specific pronunciation. The name came from my previous sort of like popper alias being T-Boogie. Mm. And then when I moved uh, or when I started to when I started to become familiar with more of the popping community, I was like, oh, God, there's an N-Boogie and a J-Boogie uh-huh, and uh-huh. an S-Boogie and a P-Boogie and an <laughs> L-M-N-O-P, Q-R-S-Boogie. <sighs> And uh, alphabet like, boogie, you know, that would be my name. There's so there's so many so many boogies, and uh, you know my Miami roots don't really allow me to be mm. to 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 be like everybody else. Like that's it's just not allowed. I can't have. <laughs> so you became the one and only Tuggy. Uh, so I yeah I took the the the, the tea and the boogie and us and I wiggled them yes. together in true w- wiggle fashion. Yes, uh, but yeah, I mean, I work with British people all the time. They're like Toogie, oh Toogie, <laughs> and you answer. I love it. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. This this might be a gentle segue, and maybe and maybe a close. You mentioned like the um, real people element. I call them normies sometimes, with fondness. Um, non-dancers mm-hmm. being attracted to mm-hmm. your style of work. And we've talked about mm-hmm. how you, your aim is to nurture and not to put your signature on, but to help someone refine their own. Um, at least that's how mm-hmm. I kind of took it. And to me, that is probably, it's not only what makes you a great leader 
Um, but certainly what makes you a wonderful movement director, which is not about steps or eight counts or signatures at all. Um, and I've been getting, um, on, on June 24th, uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis comes out and I was the pre-production movement coach for Austin Butler, um, for many, 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 many months and got to be flexing my movement coach muscles. And so lately, as I've been talking more about that project, I'm getting a lot of questions about what is a movement director? What is a movement coach? What is a choreographer? How are those different things? And so Mm -hmm. I won't do the thing again where I answer that question before I ask you, but I would love to know what, how, how you kind of compartmentalize, how you differentiate between those, those titles. And you wear all three, you wear those hats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, So I guess the, in my approach, the ways that I see those things as different is um, choreographer is when there's actual steps, mm-hmm. right? When when there's um, even a even if it's a a, a structure, a blocking structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, moments you know I work this way with a lot of people um they don't want to be bogged down by Mm -hmm. trying to remember the steps Mm -hmm. the whole time so we pick moments and we create a a a language Mm -hmm. um like one of my favorite examples of this is uh working with Mike from Perfume Genius we there was a, a song we were working on and uh, the vocabulary, the term we came up with for this specific way of moving was booty drama. Oh, so oh, please tell me more. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like okay on the on the bridge of the song, it's like give me booty, booty drama. drama. This is this is the language of this bridge, mm. the physical. So it's like. We'll work on what are what all the is. different approaches to booty drama. You could do it this way. You could do it that way. You can do it. But it's like a language. Yes. Right. And a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we'll place these different things. Also, I've worked a lot with, uh, with uh, Tovalo mm-hmm. in, in that way where it's like, okay, on on this chorus where we really love the like, this musical flourish that's happening so like every time that little flourish happens we're finding some like mermaid snake vibe mm. you know and there's like through movement coaching which is something that a lot of times informs the movement direction and the choreo- choreography process mm-hmm. um uh so yeah so to break them apart choreography is actual steps movement being being identified created placed um sometimes it is five six seven eight Mm -hmm. this is the one here on two three four you know Mm -hmm. the traditional i can still like choreograph how we're uh i'm using quote fingers here supposed to (laughs) Uh choreograph uh Um, and we're learning how uh, many ways there are to do that mm -hmm. yeah and then movement direction uh, and movement coaching are different. Movement coaching is basically teaching someone 
how how to move in ways that that uh, maybe they haven't moved before or taking moves they're already doing and maybe refining them a mm -hmm. little bit and expanding from there. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, I feel like with movement coaching, I am I am just offering new ways to move, mm -hmm. new ways to move, new ways to embody the music that they're making, mm -hmm. new ways to think about how they move their body and to uh, really realize how powerful mm their bodies are as as something to like aid the and like strengthen and empower the performance mm -hmm. and then movement direction i see more as like big picture mm. where are you in the space and what is your energy in that space how are you engaging with that space how are you engaging with the narrative or the non-narrative or you know, whatever the creative context is, um, what is the, what's the vibe, you know? To, <laughs> yeah. So when I'm doing movement direction, I'm looking at, a lot of times I'm looking at, um, like the perspective, right? Mm -hmm. The like camera, yeah. the frame. Big picture. Or the proscenium, the big picture. What's, what's like, seen and what's felt. Yeah. And a lot of times that is so nuanced and it's yeah. so subtle what is your hand doing what is what does it say where your hand is what is it what is the feeling i get if your hand is on your hip in comparison with the feeling i get if your hand is on your chest mm -hmm. um how uh two things that i uh sort of really hone in on when i'm doing movement direction is eyes and breath Mm. Um, right. Studying really subtle body language mm -hmm. and seeing what that communicates, right? What is it like 90% of communication is nonverbal, mm -hmm. right? Face. It's in your eyes, it's in your face, it's in your gestures, it's in your, in your body language, mm -hmm. it's in your posture. Um, it's, uh, in the way you look at things. Mm -hmm. It's, so I, when I'm doing movement direction, I am looking at those mm -hmm. nuances, those details. How are you, how are you breathing in this part? What are we, what are you? Are you breathing? Have you breathed? Where are you breathing mm -hmm. from? Can you yeah. put more breath here or here or here? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and then what are, yeah, what are your eyes doing? Where are you looking? Yes. Why are you looking that way? Intention. A lot of. Um, with the movement direction aspect, mm -hmm. I'm pulling a lot from my theater background. Cool. Yeah. Of like, what's the subtext here? Mm. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, sure. It might look good if your hand is over here and your eyes are over here and you're breathing this certain way. Cool. But what is going on internally, energetically? What is emotionally? What is going on mm. in this moment? Cool. Um, uh, how, how can I direct you so that you transcend into experiencing mm -hmm. and not just emulating or acting or reacting uh yeah react exactly um and uh, and so yeah that that's kind of how in my head I sort of see those roles cool. different but I find I always find myself uh very fluid in mm -hmm in those definitions and, and pull, pulling out whatever tool you need in that moment 
Like this needs I, this I, needs a five, six, seven, eight. This needs not a five, I, six, seven, eight. There's yeah, there's never a job that's like, oh, we we only want choreo, we don't want move mm-hmm. movement direction, or we only want movement coaching and not movement direction. Like they just want me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or they just want a, a, a collaborator that is that has the 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 like perspective the specific movement and body language focus perspective that I bring to awesome. the creative context whatever it is awesome so um I'm also generous mm-hmm. in that way you know because it's a creative process and doesn't matter how much money people have they're allowed to change their minds they're allowed to have a process and realize oh well, I thought I only wanted this, but now that we're doing this, now I'm feeling inspired to do this other thing. Mm. And so it's my job to make that happen and to say yes and yeah, and we can do this and yes and we can do that. Yeah. Not like, no, that's not what I'm here to do. Right. Like, uh, So that's what I mean by like I'm generous uh, as far as like um, whatever the creative situation is. I'm just pumped to be there and I'm pumped that I get to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to, I want to give, um, I would just want to give, um, without any hesitation or without any, like, uh, putting any limitations on myself because of what my title title Uh is or what a terrible limiting factor, especially when you have such a wonderful many titles to be like, oh, well, I have to do that when I have to do this. I get it. Well, if there, is, if there is a note that I have picked up from this conversation, it is the generous one. And the, mm-hmm. um, the, the not, a, not an absence of boundary, because I do think you're a person who's, who knows themselves and certainly the landscape that they work best in. So I think you're such a great example of generosity with boundaries not boundaries that keep people out but boundaries that keep you well propped up in your selfness in your tooginess um, and I'm so grateful for you for sharing with such generosity today it was lovely to hear about your projects to peek into your world and your past a little bit um, I just I'm I'm thrilled by you thank you so much for being here thank you Dana um you're so good at, uh, yeah, uh, at conversation. Oh, man, I love it so yeah. much. I mean, podcast, natural fit. But it, voice, and you and I can talk off off the clock about this. When I had my vocal cord surgery in July, I had a cyst. And mm. that, I had a three-week silent recovery, no speaking. And that was my, nice. yeah, exactly. But for me... I mean, just imagine. Nice, yes, but a, a huge adjustment, to say the very least. Yeah. And that was my kind of peek into meditation. Uh, Rushma Gudger helped me out a lot. I did not do any breath work during my recovery, although several people mentioned it. Before I had surgery, I met with a vocal coach who noticed in my breathing um, very up high and very forced. I have all sorts of reasons why I think I do that. Many of them dance and being told that I needed to suck my belly in. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think 
uh, my what I recall also my coach telling me is that, and I've sort of kind of kept this with me, she was like, you should not yet, you're not there yet in a place where you can engage with forcing your breath into a pattern. Your primary focus should be to breathe naturally like a baby. Like go back to being an infant. Once you can do that, then you can take all the yoga, all the breath work, all the things. But like right now, remember that you breathe from your belly, not your chest or your neck or your shoulders. And once you've got that, go have a ball. But um, so that's where I am. And once I figure that I, out, <laughs> you will be hearing from yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. uh, that that is step one in my approach to teaching breath work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think it's kind of irresponsible to have someone that's never done breath work before show up and like go into Wim Hof right. and, or like, you know, oh, holotropic Jesus. or just like really intense breath work. Like, um, most of the time people are fine, but, um, it's like any tool you know, if used incorrectly can be harmful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like any, anything that has to do with the body um, right. When you're lifting weights, you like don't go and like lift up 500 pounds right away. Mm -hmm. You first, you need to like have form. Mm -hmm. You need to understand where you're lifting from. You need to understand the mechanics of how you should be lifting. Um, and so many people are breathing too much, too high. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all up here. Mm -hmm. It's all it. Uh, it it's shallow. It's fast. Mm -hmm. Um and so the first thing you need to do before you start trying to do all this crazy breath work is learn how to breathe naturally with ease mm -hmm. so that you're, yeah, you have to retrain, retrain your diaphragm, retrain your belly, mm -hmm. retrain like all of, all of, uh, all the parts to. I'm in it. I'm doing it. I'm in it. Every, all the reminders yeah, all the so time. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, good stuff. Thank you for your encouragement in that direction. I'm very much on the lookout for the app. All of you listeners out there will be hearing about it. I'll stay in touch with you as soon as we have more. I will be pushing it out there into the world. I hope that people visit your um, fund butter. What is it? Money money butter? What's it called? <laughs> Give butter. Give butter. Give Which butter is funny campaign. because I'm plant based. So oh. uh, is. It's kind of funny that the that butter the would show up in that way. Yeah, but you know, there's I guess there's vegan butter, but I don't. Eat there's that. also smooth but anyway. like butter. It doesn't have to be butter. We can we can be like we butter. Have the texture, the quality of butter mm -hmm. could be melty. Mm -hmm. I um, you're you're reminding me. There was like a chunk of my life where I was around a lot of parkour people oh, all the time. Goodness, and, I've, I um, haven't had that chapter yet. <laughs> I wonder when mine uh, will happen. Yeah. And parkour, uh, so I made my own version of it, and I call it parquet, and it's, I just, like, melt along surfaces instead of... <laughs> I love it of, so much. Instead of leaping and, you know, flying through the air like a superhuman, I'm like, you can parkour, but I'll parquet. I'll soft, just, soft core, soft core parquet. I love it's it. Melt, I'll melt into the building. That's very much my style. Um, can't wait to share this this episode, which honestly must be two. So so much gold. I have all the all the love and thanks for you. Can't wait to see your show. Can't wait to tell everybody else about it. Um, get out there, go buy your tickets, donate if you can. And Tuggy, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dana. Bye. 
All right, my friend. What do you think about that? Do you not love Toogie? Um, I know. I told you that was a gentle banger or a, a subtle slapper. <laughs> and I'm so, so excited to go round two with Toogie next week. Um, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. But first, I want to recap some of the things I really loved about this episode. I love the way that Toogie shares and, and gives real estate to her dancers during the creative process. So if you can, please, please donate so that she can pay her team handsomely. Um, the link will be in the show notes right at the top of the show notes because it is right at the top of important things. Uh, it was also so fun to talk about movement coaching, movement direction, and choreography and the differences. Um, I love this question. What does it say when your eyes or your hands or your breath, you know, fill in the blank? Austin and I worked so much on eyes and hands during our preparation for his role as Elvis. Um, this topic is something I, I'm getting a lot of questions about. I hear a lot about it in general. So you better believe I will be weighing in more on that in upcoming episodes. So be sure to check out Elvis in theaters June 24th and grab your tickets to Toogie's show Metanoia, which is here in L.A. at the Odyssey Theater June 23rd through 26th. And holy freaking smokes, y'all. Let us not forget, if you are listening to this on the day of its release, tomorrow is the first annual Words That Move Me screening and fundraiser, and I'm losing it. I'm so excited slash nervous. Um, we are premiering our first ever Words That Move Me production called Eight Counts, The Words That Movie, along with four other films that are absolutely fabulous. Cannot wait to share on a big, big screen. I'm thrilled, and I'm sure it will be my win next week, so you don't want to miss it. Um, you can stream the screening, so I will be sure to link to live tickets. Um, actually, the link to live tickets is the same as the link to stream it. It's our Eventbrite page. Be sure to check that out because the stream is going to be great. But if you are there in person, you will also get a special Q&A with the filmmakers and access to over $3,000 in auction items. Holy smokes. Mark your calendars. Next week, we're going back in with Togi. We're going to talk about her progress and her process, uh, starting with like her first actual memory of movement. And then we'll land on her literally landing on Billboard's top 12 most iconic choreographers of the decade list. Gonna be good. Gonna be great. I hope I see you tomorrow at the Eight Counts premiere. And um, I hope you get out into the world and keep it very funky. Talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie, logo and brand design by Bree Reitz, and a big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. And also a massive thanks to you, the mover, who is no stranger to taking action. I will not stand in the way of you taking action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I cannot keep you from visiting thedanawilson.com to join our mailing list. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. 
And of course, if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community, I will 100% not stop you. Visit thedanawilson.com to become a member and get a peek at everything else I do that is not a weekly podcast. Keep it funky, everyone.